said, guard me in the paint, I'm an artist See, I hustle on the floor, call me Rick Ross See the truth, get it, jumping like a tip-off I play hard till I hit a rep, blow the whistle I'm a player, but my game be so official all right, shooters and troopers, it's that time of year. The calendar's switched over to March. That means state basketball. That means hoop troop preview for state basketball. Coming to you a little bit early here. See what we wanted to get this out uh, before the tournament really gets jumped off here. So we're uh, recording this and actually watching the watching the three A girls um, finals as we're going through on this too, um, fellas. We, we're fitting this in, tells us a little bit about our social life that on a Friday night, we're getting together to talk high school hoops, but uh, Larson, you're in my top corner, so starting your way, how are things tonight? Hey, uh, does it say something about us that I'm sitting here watching the uh, girls basketball and getting ready to, to be on the hoop troop and I'm actually excited? This is actually an exciting Friday night for me. That's, hey, nothing wrong with that. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> hoop, hoop junkies, here we go. That's right. Doug, moving your way. You're next on the on my wheel of death here. Uh, how are things down in Pella? It's Friday night, so cheers, everybody. Cheers. Um, what a, what a great week! State tournament week has to be, or is probably one of my favorite weeks. And what kind of value is it too? You get twelve bucks. You get five, six games a day. Uh, state tournament's awesome. Love this time of the year. So much fun, and uh, the well is always a fun place to hang out and spend the day and speaking of spending the day at the well i think getting his seat ready and warmed up tony Rowe, how are things you ready you uh got all the notes got the laptop ready ready to spend a day or a week down here in des moines yep very ready to get down there and, and get cracking on everything trying to get rested up now i threw some stuff off earlier this week <laughs> so yeah, yeah trying to <laughs> trying to get rested up and ready to go next week you better get uh, better get rested up. No, uh, no twelve hour naps next week. That's for sure. So, Tom, you've been uh, making the trip back and forth down here, watching the girls. Um, how are things up your way? Uh, they are Tom Betts reporting from the home of the MRAC, the land of the nun, where there is no one left. That's true. You don't, no, have, one you, you don't have no one left in your corner. We've been. Hyping up that corner here all all season on the pod, and now we don't have anybody to talk about. I, I mean, I really thought uh, again uh, as our Healing girls went down to the state tournament and uh, competed hard, just could not find uh, the buckets easy to come against a very strong uh, Waverly Shell Rock team. And then uh, my East boys that I thought uh, had a chance uh, uh, got knocked off, and so. Uh, but to look, really looking forward to next week in Des Moines. Hey, Tommy, all those shirts that we made, Helen versus everyone, can we just put a date, 2025, for oh. next year? <laughs> Listen, we just, just change the dates. We 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 have a whiteout by the gallon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can just put, like, uh, Christmas tournament champions underneath of it or something. Preseason oh, jamboree champions. There you go. You just got to change it up if anybody doesn't get the joke you gotta go back and listen to previous pods on the saint patrick's day champs but um yes so tom um who are you claiming so now moc i mean we're gonna get to some picks here but so you are you pulling moc into your corner are you cheering for the new old fonda girls like where, where are we at here what are you pulling up into your corner now as as your teams well put it put it this way if if uh um I, if i can smell you i'm gonna pick you <laughs> there you go <laughs> well and technically you're our uh you're our western side of the state representative so you have a you must have a good sniffer because you got a lot to cover yeah hey but... first of all you're never going to go wrong with western that's true it's always a solid too. pick yeah um moc when they get there they do good things so i think that's solid unity's up there and unity's Christian. up here yeah, yeah so it's all good You'll be all right. You got a few that you can ride with. Well, good. Um, excited to get into it. Well, like I said, we'll kind of go through and talk some picks here. But just over overall, guys, as we take a look at these four classes and start to look at some of these programs, programs that we know, programs that have been down here often, coaches, you know, who are going, some going for multiple championships, some trying to get that first one. 
Larson, I'm going to start with you because, again, you're up in my top corner. Who do you think has the most pressure to win? Like right now, we're, we're the talking heads. We're sitting here. We're all going to pick. Who do, who do you think has the most pressure on them to cut down the net next week? I'm going to go with the Valley Tigers to start us off. Um, and, you know, I got to see Valley play a super impressive team, and they're very young. But um, I also know I got a chance to talk to to Coach Windhorst, and uh, man, it, it becomes a struggle once you you have that success. I'm sure Johnston girls who just uh, competed. What is that, Brian? You'll correct me if I, I think it's their third title in four years, right? And they yep. got second last two, year. Two seconds. Yep, two seconds and yeah. two firsts in four years. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So just amazing runs. But I think people who who, who have done that before know. The free feed is so much harder because people think, oh, you have a bunch of sophomores. You're just going to go win it every year. And every year is a new challenge. And, uh, you know, they, they've they had a really good season. Obviously, they had a couple bumps and some injuries. But I think uh, getting back to Wells Fargo, they have a lot of pressure on them to repeat. Even with Kennedy, I think, you know, Kennedy goes in as the top seed. But I still think Valley um still the biggest school in the state i believe and and i think there's a lot of pressure on it's uh it's all or nothing for them and not that it should be necessarily but i just think it is and that's how the expectations of their program go so uh i'm gonna go with valley tigers but uh i'm excited to see how they do next week as well should be a fun team to watch always always are doug what do you think who do you think's got the most pressure on them to cut down that you know, I'm going to look at in two way. Two way field is a bunch of newer teams. I mean, you got West Burlington; they've never been there. Hudson, Grundy Center, Underwood. Um, but at the top, you got Western, and I think the road's pretty much cleared for Western to win it all. I think everybody probably expects them to win it all. So I'm going to say Western probably has. Um, they're up on the pedestal, and I think everybody probably expects them to win. Win. So um, we'll see if they get it done. The interesting thing about them, too, is at 1-8 matchup, uh, Regina, that'll be interesting to see what that looks like. And as you guys can all attest to, that first game sometimes can be the, the toughest sticking point in getting down there. Even a team that's been there a few times is getting over that first that first hump. So, Tony, what do you think? Who do you think, uh, you know, coach, team, player that might have, might be feeling a little bit of pressure? It's a winner-go-home situation. Yeah, I'm just go back to 4A and go with Kennedy. Um, I mean, they're rolled through the regular season just like they did last year, and we saw what happened in the quarters last year. They kind of came out and lay an egg against PV. Uh, that quarterfinal game against Dallas under Grimes, who I think we all thought might have been a little underseeded at the eight there. I thought they were going to be the six. Um, uh, that's not an easy task for Kennedy, and if, if that game's tight in the fourth quarter, do we see them – get kind of tight again so uh kennedy i think is going to have a lot of pressure on him heading into this week hey can hey, we Tony. talk about the 4a real quick dcg kind of got hosed let's be honest they got an eight seed i think they've been under seeded and underrated all year long i mean they're 20 and three they beat ankeny they rolled through the little hawkeye they beat uh norwalk i guess once but to come in an eight seed i thought that was kind of a um, whoever the committee is, I think needs to relook at things next year. And Chris and I, well, maybe I shouldn't say your name, Chris, but we went down to Council Bus TJ for a home game for a home uh, uh, against Norwalk. And that was kind of suspect for them to get a two seed two, I thought. But um, I don't know. I think DCG's uh, definitely got kind of hosed here a little bit. Hey, Tony, I want to I want to bring you back to this one. This is this is some my, you know, history always repeats itself. You remember Newton, led by Garrett Sturtz and Connor Golson a couple years ago, who gave Iowa City West all they could handle in that 8-1 matchup? I think this DCG-Kennedy game is going to look a lot like that game. I could see that. And, Tony, I mean, to your point, too, whether they want to feel it or not, I think there's quite a bit of pressure on Kennedy, too, because, like you said, last year kind of coming down and, you know, struggling in the way that they did. And then they had a close sub-state game, too, to even get here. Um, after kind of handling everybody over that way. And so uh, we'll see. Like you said, it gets a little tight. And then, Doug, to your point, I mean, DCG, especially the way that they have been playing as of late, um, that's a team that is playing their best basketball. So, you know, 
underseeded, overseeded, whatever it is, that uh, has all the makings to be a lot of fun. And like I just alluded to that first round game and kind of getting used to the hoops and the backdrops and the floor and all that stuff can, uh, can take you a quarter or two. And by that point, who knows what happened? So we already got a focus in foray that we're looking forward to, but Tom, who do you think someone, someone's got some pressure that, uh, Hey, it's, it's time to win. Well, I don't know if this is you, – you guys have mentioned some teams that maybe have pressure to to cut down the nets. I'm going to shift just a hair because I agree with everyone you said. But I think a team that has some pressure in 3A to get down and perform, and I already mentioned them, is MOC. Uh, because, you know, they – a lot of times in the ranking, that now that we have committees at rank and and you look at BC Moore, you look at strength of schedule, and, and with MOC, they kind of laid an egg last year. They got beat by Algona. They were ranked high all year. Didn't make it to the state tournament. Now they make it to the state tournament, but they they play primarily a two-way schedule where a lot of those 3A teams are playing either a 4A, 3A schedule or a solid 3A schedule. Uh, I think there's some pressure on MOC to to go down there and perform and say, listen, we not might, we might not have the strongest strength of schedule, but we're a good team. That's a that's a good one. Something and that, that, that first-round matchup for them with Bondurant, who's been there. They're the only team in 3A that's, been, that's a repeat. Yeah, that's, you know, they've been there. They won it last year. A lot of those kids played. So that'll be a first, a tough first round matchup for MLC too. Absolutely. And the way that Bondurant played in that sub-state final two against uh, ADM in which they trailed most of, most of the game. And then you got down to crunch time and it looked like a bunch of players who have been there before versus a bunch who haven't. And, you know, end up being the difference in that game. And so that'll be a big one. Sticking with 3A, we've, Last two seasons, I mean, kind of sticking to that that theme, Tom, Decora has won a lot of basketball games. Has not – we haven't had an opportunity to really watch them down here at the well. And so I would imagine that they got to be uh, got to be feeling a little bit of heat too to being like, hey, let's go down and perform. Let's get in the finals. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I would imagine that they would like to – to be able to notch a few wins down here and and hopefully give themselves a chance being at the at the top of class three A here as we move through most of the year and so um, good that uh, I like those picks Te- teams keep an eye on we already previewed a bunch so who's the biggest uh, who's the biggest long shot Larson what do you think as we look through these four classes who do you got who would you say would be your biggest long shot to maybe find themselves in the championship game and maybe even have an opportunity to win win one of these. Okay, I, I got one here for you. This is this is gonna be a fun one, and this is my biggest long shot. I actually have a couple of them, but my biggest. And you just talked about the team they're gonna be facing, uh, Decora, and um, my long shot is Williamsburg. And you might think that's crazy with the record Williamsburg has coming in, but they won state track last year. They won football this this fall. They know how to win state titles. They probably in 3A, I, I would say, and, and I'm, I haven't like put a lot of thought into this, so I, I could be off, but I'm thinking they have the best athlete in 3A in Wise Cup. And there's just something about that team that they're finding a way to win. They've had, they had a couple really big wins late in the season over um, their, their conference rivals um, that had maybe beat them earlier. I know they were the gave the soul in their first loss. And then, um, yeah, they really kind of, I, I believe I'm right. They kind of cruise through the substate um, to get there. And I know, um, I'm just talking to their coach, I think he's really feeling confident about where they're playing right now. Again, that first game's always tough, right? But I just feel like if they could get past Decora, which, to be honest, you know, they, they kind of had a close win against Charles City. And, and we talked about the other things. I, I don't know. I just, I have a feeling they are a type of team like a Glenwood a couple of years ago that could just get hot with some really good athletes. That's good. That's a all long right. shot. When you take an eight seed, I'm not going for like a four seed. Or I, I'm going all out. I know these other guys, they're going to come in and they're going to try and tell me like a three seed is a long shot. I went with an eight seed. I like it. Uh, let's take a chance on something here. See what happens. Have some fun. Doug, what, what about you? Who's your long shot? The Pella Dutch or what? Um, we'll get to the Dutch. We'll get to the Dutch later. <laughs> sure, Pella Dutch. That's my long shot. Now I'm gonna go uh, back to two A, and um, 
I heard from a source that Unity Christian is really good. Um, and they, who they beat? West Lion, I believe, twice. Um, so I'm going to go Unity Christian as my long shot in 2A. And that, they're actually going to be my pick all the way through. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Shut down the nets in 2A. I mean, they're a six seed. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not an eight seed, but it's a six seed. We'll take that's- it. That's pretty good. We're working our way, <laughs> working our way up here. Tony, what do you got? Who who do you uh eyeing as a possible dark horse here? Yeah, I'm gonna go Chris's route and go Regina in two A, another eight seed. Uh obviously Western has a ton of tradition, really strong program. Uh, but Paul Runquist has has Regina playing really well. Um, they thoroughly outplayed Pella Christian in their Southern State final. Um, and I think Pella Christian was probably the third best team in 2A. Um, so they're not going to be scared of Western. Paul has a lot of state tournament experience. He's going to have them right. ready to go. And they're going to have nothing to lose when they go into that game on on Monday night. So, uh, And if if they do pull off that upset there, West Burlington or Trainer in the semifinals is certainly a winnable game there too for them. So uh, Regina in 2A is my dark horse pick. That's a good one. That Where do you live, Tony? Where do you live? Oh, geez. Get oh, out of yeah. here. That's right. He lives in Iowa, he lives in Iowa City. That's right. That, uh, they got, I mean, Regina been successful in other sports here, too. You know, and the football teams turn things around. I mean, that's something where they're getting, starting to get uh, some athletes pumping through there. Got all those former Hawks taking their kids there. It kind of helps. But um, that'll be interesting to see. Like you said, I don't think they'll be too scared of the moment or even probably take time to realize what the seeds are uh, when they walk into that first game. So good one. Good one there. Tommy, what do you got? Who are you looking at on this board to think that uh, might be a dark horse? Well, the, the, the magician T Rowe picked my, took my guy. I was, mm-hmm. I was going to go with Regina. Uh, I faced Paul Runquist. I know the way he coaches, how he prepares teams. He's very good. But so my, my next one was trainer. So I'll, I'm going to go trainer because I don't want a copycat. I really yep. like Trainer. I've seen them. They've got a state tournament experience. They're down there a lot. They're not going to get rattled, uh, well coached. Um, they've got good balance. I've seen them in person. And so I'm going with Trainer. Trainer. That's a good one to, to keep an eye on and uh, see what happens there. So, all right. So as we go through this, what's your four or five matchup that you're looking most for, forward to. And why is it assumption versus Ballard, Chris? <laughs> I am going to go in two a, um, I'm really looking forward to West Burlington trainer. Um, West Burlington has a really interesting story. They, they uh, got one win away from the state tournament last year, have a new coach. Their coach went to be the athletic director in, Oh shoot! I he he left to go be an AD somewhere Humble. somewhere in Humble. Humble, thank you. Um, so oh, right. yeah, Ryan O'Hearn, right? Yeah, Ryan O'Hearn. Yep. yep. So, um, they have the the assistant coach has taken over, and um, just I I've heard his name is Coach Van Fleet, and uh, they have a really interesting story, and um, I think just um. I don't know. I I have a feeling about the winner of that game doing some really good things. And I know we just talked about how good Western Christian and Regina are. But I think Western, West Burlington has a really special group. They have a few, um, like, s- some family members that are part of Southeastern's program um, for, from a basketball and athletic standpoint. And so it just sounds like they're – they're really hungry to get there, and um, I think they're just a little bit subtly better than people think. And, um, you know, Tom just talked about trainer. I think uh, Coach Rucker does an awesome job. I've known him since back at the days when we used to both take our teams to Simpson Team Camp, back when it used to be a big thing. And um, he just does a wonderful job. So, I don't know. I think that's just going to be a really great uh, state basketball game. Yeah, so two a four five matchup for Larson to keep an eye on. Doug, what about you? What uh, four five matchup do you are you picking here? Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Assumption Balor game. I mean, you have uh, Navan Shabazz and Jude Gibson. They're both sophomores. That'll be fun to watch them battle. So um, I'll go that route. Good. That one definitely 
as you kind of look at those matchups and the way that Ballard has been playing and assumptions tradition, it uh, is definitely, definitely should be a fun game. Should be an interesting one. Hopefully it lives up uh, to the hype and the excitement that we're looking forward to. So Tony, then uh, since we have Dubuque senior in this other four or five matchup with Ankeny, I'm just going to go ahead and assign you the four, a four or five matchup. What, uh, what are you looking forward to with that one? Good. That's the one I was going to pick anyway. Uh, <laughs> Really interesting contrast in styles here. Senior likes to play much slower, uh, use their their bigs to kind of wear teams down, whereas Ankeny likes to get up and down, uh, led by Carson Johnson, high-scoring guard. Um, I think Ankeny has a chance to make a run like they did a few years ago behind Braxton Bayless, uh, and if they're going to do that, it's because of Carson Johnson just hooking people. Uh, so that, that four five and four, a, I think is going to be a lot of fun. And both of those teams could, could give Kennedy or DCG problems in the semifinals. Yeah. I, it, it's funny. Cause you mentioned about that little run that they went on and, and uh, got that championship a few years back when I was watching the Ankeny Ankeny Centennial substate game, I kind of had that same feeling too, where I was like, yeah, there's a bunch of athletes out there running around and they got one really good player and, you know, and that's kind of a lot of what that was on that uh, championship run, too. And so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on them and that matchup to see what happens. All right, you know, Tommy. Uh, we're we're, oh, we're a little older now. You know, this this group except Tony. But I believe Carson Johnson is what the Gen Z generation calls a bucket. He is a bucket getter. Like, I mean, he scores from everywhere. I, he's fun to watch. Yes, he he's. Am I am I using that term correctly, uh, Brian and yep. and Tony? Since you guys are a little more hip than me. Yep, he's a he's a walking bucket. There we go. Uh, he's he's got good footwork. He's got mid range. He can shoot it. He's I, watching him get stronger and just his balance and yeah. his ability to what he's done over you know specifically the last two years has been. Because you could kind of tell he had he you know he had some juice to him when he was younger, but you're like, hey, he's He's got to get a little stronger. He's got to work on a few things. And now it's like, oh, yeah, he's got this. He's got this figured out. So he's fun to watch. That'd be, that'd be a good matchup. Uh, Tommy, what four or five matchup? And is there anything that you know about Winfield Mount Union or well, Lynnville Sully? Since I keep having to go last, I guess, <laughs> you know, I get the, the last pick of the draft. Uh, you know, I know so much about these two teams. But one thing I've noticed in my research here, uh, if just pulling up the uh, the all substate voting. Neither one of these teams has any players that were, you know, I shouldn't say like uh, Linville Sully has Clayton Van Dyke. He was the number two player in, in their district. Whereas what this kind of surprises me with uh, Winfield Mount Union, they had the sixth and seventh vote best players voted in their district. So maybe maybe they've got more balance. So not knowing a whole lot, I'm guessing maybe uh, Linville Sully relies more on one guy, whereas uh, Winfield Mount Union might have a little more balance uh, having the six and seventh best players in their sub-state. So that being said, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup to see what, what wins. Is it the one-man show or is it the balance of the team? Yeah, that uh, good good quick research on the fly there, TB. That was uh, good work as I look at this. Linville Sully 24-1, and one, uh, Winfield Mount Union 20-2, and two, and so uh, won a lot of basketball games. It's something's, well, something's got to give, I guess. And again, uh, I think, you know, Cam Buffingham, Abram Edwards from Winfield Mountain Union, a couple seniors, uh, maybe they're the experienced team. Maybe they've got that, uh, uh, you know, leadership quality that's going to carry them. So we'll see. See how smart I am. Tony, you saw both these teams play this year, didn't you? And it's it's kind of weird that that's how the voting shook out because I would actually flip those descriptions of those teams. Linville's really balanced. Um, I think their leading scorer is averaging like 12 or 13 a game. Uh, Winfield Mount Union has two Division One football players on the roster. Uh, Buffington is going to Iowa, and Abram Edwards is going to Army to play football. So uh, two really good defensive teams that can kind of struggle to score. That one might be first to 40, especially on the big floor. Um, but, yeah. Then, I take, then I've taken the football team, Winfield Mount Union. There you there go. You go. Is that were those the two players that got the votes for the two football players then? Buffington and Edwards. There you go. Interesting. So going football route. Well, especially if it's going to be a low scoring game, you got to get some tough guys in there, see what happens. So, uh, well, I, I'm just going to throw this out. And you see it in the girls too. 
is uh, you get down to the well and you've got to have strength. You don't have to be the fastest team. You don't have to be the best shooting team, but you, ever, you better have some strength to be able to f- make layups and get rebounds and just play tough D. And yeah. I, and usually with that strength then becomes, you know, the durability factor too and being right. able to hang around to the fourth quarter because, you know, girls too, we've seen it. You, you play two really good quarters, three, two and a half, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoop, that got away from us quick and it's a 15-point game. So um, sticking with that theme, and Tom, I'm going to come right back your way as having plenty of experience. And then Larson, coach, I'd like to get some of your input on this too. But so watching these girls' games tonight as they start to prepare, especially for the championship games, there's so much hoopla and special ceremonies and flag routines, and there's oh. just a lot going on. And so how do you mentally prepare your team to get ready for the extended timeouts and the break and the lead-in? They, they're going to do the lineups, and everybody's going to get announced, but then we're going to stand there for another 10 minutes before we actually get to play basketball. Is there some way in which that you kind of help mentally prepare the team to get ready for that? Well, I, I'm going to go just go first on this deal because Lars and I were in two totally different worlds at the state tournament. And because I'll say this, with Helan, we're, we were there f- from Tuesday through Saturday, sleeping in hotel rooms or at Camp Dodge on a bunk or something like that. Chris's teams, teams in the Des Moines Metro are sleeping at home. And so that's a big, that's a big difference. If you've been in a hotel since Monday night or Tuesday morning, you know, uh, and now you're playing on a Saturday, that's a little bit different. And so those teams have to prepare themselves not only for just having the energy on a Saturday, uh, now they've got to get ready for a state tournament, you know, like I said, all this other fanfare, you know, walking out with the flags before the game for the national anthem. I mean, there's just so many other things. So I think uh, as coaches, you just have to make sure that the kids know this is coming, uh, you know, preparing for those things and and just uh, and then as a coach, just just, uh, you know, take it all in and, and uh, whether it's an extended timeout, just take your time and don't be in a rush because, again, their kids are going to react how you react. And so just you got to make sure that it's just it's all chill. It's all good. You know, we, we used to say, just be like Fonzie. Be cool. Did you did, were you mic'd up for any of your championship games, Tom? Uh, they did it one time and then they they when they saw me go to the confessional at halftime, they took it off. Uh, I'm sure that's the reason they took it off. Well, Larson, yeah. what do you think? Anything to add as far as kind of preparing for just, some of the fanfare? Uh, I, I think. It's why you see experienced coaches who it, it, you do better as you're there more. Um, my first time ever um, was against Coach Betts, and not only was I not prepared, like our team was not, and it started like at starting lineups. We're just used to, you know, the going out and going to shake, and, and there's all this different stuff that got, I'm sure they they told me, or maybe they did, you know what I mean? Like it was just, it was so different. And the media timeouts, um, I that first time I was a little confused in terms of how it went. Uh, you bring up I was never mic'd up, but uh, that first year, same thing. So I I just felt like we were all a mess. And then our best player, our all state kid, got three fouls before the first media timeout. And uh, to boot, I just right on TV. It's right on me, and I'm like, and I just I I couldn't be any more clear and say what a bunch of bullshit right to the ref and. Uh, uh, my mom was not too impressed with that when she got to see the replay. <laughs> so uh, it, it was, I, I just, I think you hit a huge nail on the head. Now, I will tell you, I think it's gotten a little better. That was what, 15 years ago, 16, 17 years ago. No. Um, it's gotten a little better for coaches because more game, high school games are televised. You know, even if they're streamed, there's just more cameras and stuff around. So I think it's a little different nowadays. Just I think kids are a little more used to some of the antics and the the distractions. But, uh, you know, the other thing about that night, we were the precursor to uh, the Harrison Barnes, Doug McDermott repeat yep. team. And there was like it was packed. They had the, the upper deck full and we just got the snot kicked out of us. So uh, I, I felt that was big time. The second time we got to play in a state, tell- that was one of my biggest points of emphasis was not going into timeouts and telling our kids that, hey, just go sit and relax for a little bit. And uh, so, yes, I do think it makes a big difference. 
yeah, you definitely, it definitely is different as you get down. I mean, get just round one and playing the well, we've talked about that is different. And then you get to championship and <laughs> it's worldly different too. And so being able to be prepared, Doug. Do you guys think it's different coaching too? Like, is it harder to coach the floor? Like, is it louder? Is it harder to yell at the kids? I just know as, as officiating, it's harder to hear coaches. It's just, you kind of, it's, when you're out there, it's such a big space. I just wonder, is that a lot different for you guys too? I always felt at the state tournament, I, there was a, just, and maybe it's just because you're you're at the state tournament, uh, officials aren't going to really communicate with you as much. And you don't know these guys typically. Yeah. You know, whereas throughout the regular season, I mean, you know, you've had so many of those crews. And so you're, you've got a relationship. You can talk to the officials. State tournament, it's, there's not a lot of that, uh, uh, you know, you know, it's respectful, but it, there's just not that relationship deal. So the officials officiate, we coach, and uh, that's the way it's going to be at, in Des Moines. So you're saying hometown yeah, Ronnie is not out there. Uh, yeah, Ron, Ronnie, Ronnie ain't working that game. Um, <laughs> yeah, we always it, way more signs. Like we we try and have hand signals for all our stuff because you can yell all you want, but you can't hear anything. By yeah. the way, Brian, I forgot to say, to boot all the rest of it, I coached the entire first half of my only game against Tom Betts with my zipper all the way down. <laughs> oh, nice. It really, could, it really couldn't have got much worse. I was going to say, do you tell the kids, like, hey, this is you're going to be on TV. Hey. Like, don't be picking your nose or doing anything over here on the side. <laughs> messing around. So, Make sure your zipper zip. The funny sure thing you got is. Your fly up. The funny thing is, after we did the pregame handshake, I walk back to the huddle and say, hey, guys, we got this one. This dumb shit's got his uh, zipper undone. <laughs> <laughs> Cows are getting out. I know we got this one. <laughs> hey, TB, how hard was it? Uh, you talk about spending a whole week down here. How hard was it? Did you give special instructions to keep the guys out of the arcade when you guys were at Vets Auditorium, or what was the deal? Just just dropping dropping quarters in that classic. Yeah. That, that was a good arcade, by the way. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it. You really. I mean, you think about it. But if you're there for a week, you're not just planning practice and this. I mean, you have to. How do we keep these guys sharp? How do we keep them rested? How do you keep them this? How do you keep them that? It's um and that's why when i see teams go down early and spend you know they want to get oh we have to go down so early i'm like no you want to minimize the amount of time you're down there as far as you know hotels and all that other stuff so it like it, it's a different state tournament for uh teams within mm -hmm. driving length than it is for uh in in a in a bat i said uh you know also for norwalk and the, the metro teams that's also sad for them too. They don't get that experience of going and spending the yeah. week in the hotel. I mean, that's part of the fun. Yeah. And yeah. for the fan base too, and the community as well, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of them end up just making a week of it and coming down and enjoying what Des Moines has to offer and all the fun stuff that comes with the state tournament. So there is, I definitely see both sides of that and how it can be different. And, you know, obviously as a coach and the team, it's your job to come down and win. And so things look a little bit different for you and, I can just imagine the difference between back in Vets Auditorium days and yeah. the life and everything that we were living then versus now. You you try to keep those boys sitting in the room probably was well almost impossible. Now they probably just sit on their phones the entire time. You don't even have to worry about them going anywhere. Just so you know, the, the first state tournament that uh, I was able to coach in was with uh, uh, we stayed at Camp Dodge in the barracks in East High School stayed in the, the barrack right next to us and so those kids were out in cots in a big room and it was a great place to do it i mean our, they still talk about it to this day but it was uh there wasn't a lot to do <laughs> you guys oh man oh, chose army the, training sir chose the barracks uh, <laughs> yeah dang hey how about you, that you know what they charged us they back in the day they charged us uh five bucks at, per night per kid oh man and they fed us <laughs> good and, for the budget there you go absolutely That's something that i didn't know healing never had to worry about town was a budget uh, back when the uh, collection baskets weren't so good <laughs> okay makes sense 
So, well, good. That's a uh, great insight. And hopefully for some of the coaches listening and as preparing for the week, uh, I might be able to take a nugget or two from that and uh, get their, get their squad ready to go. And so with that, um, before we kind of get in and I want to make our, make our predictions here. I, I, I gave Tony a little assignment um, beforehand and, and told him I wanted, I wanted him to pick me an MOP, a most outstanding player. Um, before we go in the tournament, before anything's happened, we don't actually know. Obviously, there'll be an all-tournament team. There'll be an all-tournament team captain, which often goes to the winning team's best player. But, Tony, I want the most outstanding player, regardless of how their team may or may not do. I want one from each class. So give me four MOPs that you're predicting slash players to watch uh, in each of the classes this week, Tony. 1A, uh, Mason Beshin from North Lynn. He's the only, the only one that I went against your stipulation of best player on the best team. Uh, lead guard who does everything for North Lynn, uh, paces the offense and the defense. Uh, 2A, Lyle Olson from Hudson. He's kind of their glue guy. Um, does a little bit of everything for them. Really good shooter, secondary ball handler, and probably their best defender. And 3A, Cole Marsh from Waverly Shell Rock, another Iowa football commit. He's going to go there and play tight end. A uh, big 6'5 physical kid who can also shoot it from three. Uh, and then 4A, uh, Carson Johnson. We've talked about him before, but uh, if anybody's going to go on one of those, you know, Bowen Bourne, Braxton Bayless runs, it's going to be Carson Johnson. So those are the four MOPs for the week. I like it. A couple more names to uh, add to the list to keep an eye on. As you go through the week and get an opportunity to catch some of these games, um, guys, before we get into our picks, what do you think of the floor? We're we're getting a preview here uh, at the girls' state. Um, looks looks pretty good. Looks a lot cleaner. It's a lot simpler. Haven't seen as many ridiculous threes going up. Just not knowing what line it is. So overall, overall takes. What what do you think so far on the floor? I like it. Lo- love it. Looks great. It uh, it's nice. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, the the boys will make a few of their changes, adjustments. Obviously, the pink will go away, but uh, it 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 makes sense. And even talking a little bit on the broadcast tonight, they were talking, you know, with that Wells Fargo floor. There there's a lot of dead spots and a lot of stuff. It was just getting kind of old. And I know that's why the boys went away from it and were used the the G League floor. And so, it's bringing a little consistency and continuity, but also. Um, you know, something that's just theirs. The opportunity to get down there and play on that floor is is something that these kids will always remember. And so good change there by uh, all parties. And um, be anxious to see how things come together next next week as the teams start rolling in, opening things up. Let's make some picks. Hey, Arson, Brian. Yeah, go can ahead. I, can I tell you real quick? Uh, Solon about ready to win the state title. Congrats to Jamie Smith. Uh Doug, you ever coach uh, Jim Jim Smith? His his old man's uh, games over at Clark. Never. Good guys. Some of the best guys. Really, really good people. So, congrats to Coach Smith. Both Coach Smiths and uh, state title coming Solon's way. That's good. Co- good uh, Tony, you. they've been there before, right? I, I don't. They've been there, right? Recently. Yeah, I think they lost in the semis last year, maybe. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So good for right. them. They've had a good, yeah. The girls' program's been pretty good. They just haven't been able, it felt like, to get over the hump. So, for them to come down here, three seed, I believe, right, and um, get this yeah. championship, to get this championship would be good. Good. Yep. Good, good for them in that program. So, all right, Larson, one A. Take here a look. Take- Let's start with one A. We're making your picks and predictions. Who do you have in Class One A? Cutting down the Nets as state champion. I have Lynn Mar, or excuse me, North Lynn, not Lynn Mar. North no. Lynn over Lake Mills in the finals. Ooh, over Lake Mills. It's a three seed coming out of that one. So North Lynn, one for North Lynn. Doug, what do you got? I'm going to go just the opposite way. I'm going to go Lake Mills over North Lynn. Um, interesting story, Lake Mills, their coach, Kyle Menke is actually battling cancer. Um, unfortunately, I think it's probably been, I know at least since the summer. So um, I've been totally still in treatments, but uh, so I'm going to pull for Lake Mills here. Yeah. That, uh... um, 
Doug and I's riding partner, Mike Effner, who calls the, the Norwalk games, is a high school best friend of, 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 of that coach from Lake Mills. And I, I do think he is, is doing well. But, yeah, what a, what a story it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be that would be good, interesting to it would be a fun story to be able to kind of put all those together and obviously hopefully gets doing better. I believe now that you guys say that, I so I, his younger brother James was a teammate of mine at Warburg, um, James Mankey. Really? So I think yeah, I'm pretty sure that that uh, that is his brother now that uh, now that I think a little bit more about it. So Lake Mills. So we have one for North. Uh, we have one for Northland. We have one for Lake Mills. Tommy, you're complaining about it always going last. I'll put Tony last here. What do you got, 1A? Oh, uh, I'm going with Dougie Deers. I'm going Lake Mills as well over at Northland. Ooh, we got two for Lake Mills. All right, Tony, what do you got? Who uh, who do you think's one on 1A? I'm going Northland here. Um, I've got them beating Marquette Catholic in a all-try Rivers 1A championship game. So. Ooh. There you go. So the one versus two seed coming out of one A, and I'm not I'm not even gonna tie break this. I'm gonna leave it tied for you guys. Um, so we have two for Lake Mills, two for North Lynn on um, winning one A. Um, okay, move to two, Chris. Back up your way. <laughs> this is where two. I'm gonna have a little fun. Two A. We're gonna have. You, we talked a lot about in this the, in the final game. In the final game, from on the lower side of the bracket, I'm going to have, I, in this semi, I really struggled with this one. I was looking at it earlier, and I, I have Hudson and, and Underwood getting there, and I'm going to go with Underwood. And they're going to face in a battle of undefeateds. I think this year we've kind of talked about, there's been a lot of weird talk of maybe some different teams. I think sometimes we've gone and just overlooked some of these undefeated teams. It's going to be West Burlington against Underwood, and West Burlington is going to cut down the nets. They're going to be oh. so excited to be there. First time. I, I think I am correct. It's the first time they've ever been there. Um, I'm not positive on that if I am wrong, but it's the first time for sure in a while. I think it's the first time ever, and I am going with West Burlington. Wow. that uh, That's an interesting – I mean, we talked – you know about that four or five matchup, and we kind of like some things going on, and then pulling the Underwood out of the bottom. Teams. There you go. That's something's got to give. So there you go. West Burlington is Coach Larson's pick. Doug, who do you got in two A? I'm gonna go on the top bracket. I'm gonna go Trainer, and they will play Unity Christian. Dang it, Doug! Unity, Unity will <laughs> cut down the nets. <laughs> Unity. So you got your six. Oh, you talked about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, Got your sixth seed coming out of that one. Tommy, Tom, do we need to just have you go first so we don't just take all your picks or what? What's going on? Well, you, you had me at hello, uh, but I got you at goodbye because I'm picking trainer over trainer over Unity Christian in that final. All right. Oh, I like it. So we have this 2A shaping all up to over be the good. Plate. All right, Tony. Are you gonna are we gonna go uh, four different options out of two A or what do you who do you got one in in two A? He's going yeah. Western Christian. He's going Regina. <laughs> I'm going kind of chalky. He's going. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Hudson to beat Western Christian in the championship. Uh, Hudson's two losses this year to 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 Decora and Kennedy, number one seeds in the three A and four A field, and they've obliterated everybody else. Uh, team that's been building for this year for the last four, and I think they they get it done. Hudson. So there we there you have it. We have four good pick. Good pick. Four to pick from. So you're telling me that anybody's got a chance. If four of the eight just got picked to win um the two A bracket, that one should be a lot of fun. Okay, then we move to three A. We talked about three A quite a bit, I believe. What was that quote, Larson? Sixteen teams could 18. win. 18. I said eighteen, and I don't think teams. I was too far off, people. Eighteen teams could win three A. There at were one point. sixteen that were one and twos, and those games were all crapshoot toss-ups. I'm telling you, this is this has been fun. Well, so, what do we have? Only three one seeds advance. Uh, four, I think. Right? Do we have four? The yeah, assumption was a one seed, right? No, they were two. 
You're right. Three. There you go. Yeah, only three of them. Yeah, three. So this is wide open. We already heard about the chance that Williamsburg has to get on a heater. And so what do you got, Larson? Who, who's cutting down the, the nets here in this 3A circus? I talked about Williamsburg. I, I just I won't be surprised at all, but they're not. I, they're my sleeper. You don't put your sleeper as, as your pick because then you're like, you know, the, you got to edge your bets a little bit. But um, up in the top side of the bracket, I'm going to go with Assumption getting through. Okay. Um, I, I I do like Decora when I've watched him on film, but it's just a, it, who knows. And then, but then to win it all, back to back years, Bondurant Farrar. No. Way. I'm telling you, talking about <laughs> bucket getters, they have a couple guards, Miller and, oh, shoot, what's the other kid's name? I, 32. I forget oh, name. Bergeron. Bergeron. I am telling you, those guys against ADM, they were making shots. And what what I think is a little scary about Bondurant, and partially because I know Travis and I, and I, I love Travis, but uh, <laughs> part of it is they have this, like, we don't care attitude that they play with. And I think it's really good this time of year. I think they're going to go down there with a little swag. And and I think they can beat anybody here. That is uh, going out on a limb there a little bit, Larson. But I like it. I'm I'm, I'm here for I'm here for it. Let's. Uh, who, let's who do you have? Who do you have Bondurant facing in the uh, semis? I hate to tell you, I have Waverly Shellrock. Of course, of course. I mean, all right, Doug. What no, do you got? They, they hate me in Pella enough as it is, what? Doug. Why would you have to put me on spot like that? <laughs> this is true. They do hate you. That's mean. Doug, you, I mean, what are you going to do here? You've been riding Waverly Shell Rock for the last several weeks in Doug's 3A pick of the week. So, all right, here gonna, we go. How are you going to match up with Pella in the first round? Here we go. We got Decora. I'll start at the top. We got Decora will face Assumption. Um, and I have Decora getting through there. And on the bottom bracket, we have the Dutch over Waverly Shell Rock in an upset. And I have the Dutch over Bondurant. So we have Dutch v. Dutch. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, and I have... Doug Green, Dutch v. Dutch. And we're going to have Decora v. Dutch with the Dutch winning. What? <laughs> he just got two picks. He cheated. Uh, yeah, what? That's the most... MOC is the Dutch and Pella's the Dutch. So I got the Dutch winning, cutting the, cutting the nets down. <laughs> Oh, you ain't got much if you ain't if Dutch. you ain't Dutch. <laughs> All right, how about and that? Brian and Brian would say, "What FTD? FTD? That's right. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everybody knows. You know anything about Central College? All right. Um, that's fun, right there, Doug. That uh, we'll be anxious to see what happens. TB, what do you got? What um. Well, What's going on, on, on the top half, I've got Assumption over Decor in the semis. Mm -hmm. On the bottom half, I've got Waverly Shellrock in MOC in that semifinal. Waverly Shellrock's going to sneak it out, and then it's going to be Assumption. Or I'm sorry, Assumption or Waverly Shellrock in the finals. And drum roll, please. I got Waverly Shellrock winning it. Mm. Going with the Gohawks. I don't know. I just uh, I wanted to say assumption, but I, I don't know if they got three games in them down there to win them. I don't know. But I, I I just remember when we started this months ago, Tony saying assumption, assumption, assumption. Mm -hmm. But I still, for some reason, I'm picking Waverly Shellrock. Uh, for some, I don't know. Gut. There you go. The I'm going to tell you this. So getting back to Lars. The kid, the the kid, I might enjoy watching in this three tournament the most, and I don't. If he's there for the whole week, I hope, you know, I'm going to enjoy it. Is Cole Miller from Bondurant? I just like the he, way the kid plays. He gets after it. Yeah. Would you feel better about uh, your Waverly Shellrock pick if a little uh, redheaded point guard showed up for the GoHawks and only if slings? he stood on the scorer's table and took his shirt off afterwards? Started slinging some underhand passes around out there. Yeah. Throwing alley-oops uh, with two seconds left. Oh, that's good. That was yeah. fun, 
Fun times. Uh, Waverly Shower Rock, uh, definitely not a newbie. So that uh, while other than Doug picking them every week, maybe flying slightly under the radar with the Clear Lakes and the Coras of the world, uh, they've they've won a lot of a lot of games, and so that'll be interesting. All right, Tony, what do you got? Let's end all this madness and slight homerness picks and pick a winner. Who do you got here for three uh, A? When Assumption's playing well, like they are right now, they're the best team in 3A, their most talented team in 3A. Um, I love this Decora team, but I, I'd have to take Assumption at the top of the bracket, and they are going to beat Bondurant Farrar in the championship game. You're such oh, wow. a smart guy, Tony. You are wow. smart, man. Wow, the Jays just sneaking up on some people. Just Doug's... Doug's uh, 24 week pick last week or last season that you just pick Bondurant every week last year. They, were, they never He's lost team last year. Yeah. They didn't lose. That was, um, yeah, that one was a, probably a little bit of a layup. So there you go. Three a also should be a lot of fun. Two a's two a, we had four different ones. Three a, we have four different ones. we got some similar matchups, but, uh, should be a lot of fun in three a. So let's move to the, the big boys going to 4A. So we take a look at 4A. We talked about Kennedy. We talked about Valley. What else is going on in this one? Larson, who do you got uh, winning Class 4A? This is where I'm 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 settling down a little bit, and and it's partially because I want it. I uh, I think Kennedy. I, I told you I compared it to that Newton team a few years ago. DCG's a lot like them, where they're playing really well, a lot better. You know, I think. People think it's a little smaller conference, uh, a lot better than people think. But I do think Kennedy after last year is going to be a little more prepared and it's going to be Kennedy and Valley in the finals. Um, and that's partially I that's just a matchup I really want to see. I've wanted to see it all year. I think they're the two best teams. And um, I. Oh, I'm going to go It just and this is going with my heart. Honestly, I I. I I just I like the guys over at Valley, and so I'm going with Valley. So after all that pressure you put on them at the beginning of the episode, hey. saying they they got the target, they need to win, win or else, and then you're rolling with the Tigers. I like it. As Joe Madden says, pressure is a privilege. That is true. That is true. And so then, if that comes true. Now everyone really starts talking three P. You got these right? sophomores. You wanted a year early. Even worse. <laughs> I, I I will tell you though, like I uh, he he plays. They they have such a good team, but Curtis Stinson is so good, man. Like watching him uh, against Norwalk the other night, he is um, he is a really really great basketball player. His I, I said it, at watching him play. It's like he's a grown man playing out there against kids because he's just so strong and he's so under control all the time. Um, it, it was a frustrating game in that Norwalk kind of kept it close, but they just were like a puncher with a good jab that you never really felt like like we were threatening him much. And a lot of that's just because uh, Stinson just runs the show so well. He's so smooth. There you have it, Valley Tigers. Doug, for a pick, what do you got coming out of here? Uh, I think, uh, I don't know how I can pick against Valley, but I think, I think DCG is going to come out of that top half. Um, I think Joel will have those kids, you know, I think he'll have them playing. So I'm going to have DCG and Valley in the championship and, uh, that'll be the end of their run and Valley will cut down the nets. That go. would back be some back to back. That'll be interesting to see what happens. Tom, what do you think here? Uh, you're well represented on the western side of the state here. Who do you got uh, when when in class four A? Well, I think DCG is going to beat Kennedy, but I think they're going to they might use up all their gas doing that. But so I'm I'm, I'm really torn in that second game with it. I got a Valley down below coming out, and I have Valley winning it. I'm just not sure if if uh, uh, if uh, I don't know how we'll go DCG Valley. Valley wins it. <laughs> hey, real quick though, is uh, Zay Robinson? Is he playing? Is he hurt? He got it. He sprayed. I, so I'm telling you, he went up to block a shot, 
And he was up by the square in the backboard. I mean, he has that spring, but he came down right on somebody's foot and uh, just, you know, had that pop of an ankle. So I'm sure he, he's sore. I, I guess, I don't know. I would think for sure as the week goes on, he tried to come back in, but he just couldn't move. And, you know, that's such a big part of his game. So I don't know if anybody's heard anything else, but uh, I I don't know. You know how sprained ankles are. They, they, they're gonna, it's going to be nagging, but I, I would guess they'll be able to fight through it. That was one thing I never had to worry about was jumping too high and rolling my ankle. That's for sure. <laughs> you went jumping and touching the square, the top no, of the square. No, but I was uh, definitely... Definitely keeping things close to the ground. Uh, that's for sure. So, well, now hopefully. Now let's find out who's really going to win, Tony. Yeah, right. All right, Tony. What do you got? Who do you uh, who do you have coming out for it? Yeah, I think we all want to see the Kennedy Valley matchup. Um, I'm not going there. I, the Zay Robinson injury scares me away from Valley. I think Cedar Falls beats them in the semifinals. Uh-huh. Uh, at the top of the bracket, if Kennedy gets by that first game, get the monkey off their back. Uh, they cruise past Ankeny in the semifinals. We get Kennedy Cedar Falls, Eastern Iowa bias, I guess. Uh, Kennedy, Kennedy gets the monkey off their back, completes the undefeated season, twenty six and zero. If that all shakes out, then I, that first game becomes even bigger. I think for Kennedy, Kennedy's got to just get by that first one. I think, like you said, and hey, kinda... Tony. Hey. Can can you speak a little more about uh, Cedar Falls? They Just, are. I feel like we out. haven't talked about them a lot this year, and, and I, I don't know much about them. Yep, uh, three losses this year by combined twelve points to Kennedy, Assumption, and West. Um, I think they've won like thirteen or fourteen in a row now, averaging close to eighty-two points a game during that stretch. Um, don't really have any one standout, but they go ten deep with with kids who can lead the team in scoring on any given night. Um, really balanced team. Coach Schultz always has them ready to play. Um, a lot of state tournament experience on that bench. So um, exactly. with with the Robinson injury, it if he was fully well, healthy, I think Valley kind of cruises past Cedar Falls, but but taking his athleticism out of the game potentially is, is a game changer there. That's my yeah. asterisk. I want, an, I want one of them a little funcy, funky signs, those asterisks. Yeah. Because that's why if Robinson's out, I'm taking Cedar Falls. To win it all. <clears throat> to win it all. Okay. Whoever I think whoever comes out of the bottom is winning it all. Well, I want to ask two then. I you want can have answers. answers. Okay. Um, can you, you spell it? You, you got two Dutches already, Doug. You already did. Yeah. yeah. And the Dutch oven going over there. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh! And a black cat just came across our screen. Oh, jeez! Oh, Cedar Falls is in trouble now. Just had the That's black a cat. Sign. Um, Cedar Falls is they they handled Northwest too, right? In their substate. Oh, it's coming back. Yeah. We got trouble for Cedar Falls. That was like a they get them by twenty. Was that a Tony? Yep. Was that a twenty point win from? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's big for them. So it'll be interesting to see. Go ahead, Doug. So. Tony, maybe a little bit more about Kennedy too. Is being their best player by far? Uh, I don't think so. I think Cyrus Courtney's their best all-around player. Uh, if you look at the stats, it wouldn't tell you that he averages like nine, four, and four. Um, but he's really what makes them go on both ends of the floor. Six-two, uh, super athletic kid who's probably going to be a Division One uh, wide receiver down the road. Um, but they've got six or seven kids who, on any given night, could be their best player. Oh, that's interesting. Good. Well, there you there you have it, guys. There are picks. One through four A. Should be a lot of fun. Before we get out of here, TB, you got a shout out? You got some something going on? Something in your chaw? Um, let's see. I you know, I the last week I was gonna talk about uh, North Union making their first state tournament. Mm. Uh, but uh other than that, I don't have a lot. I don't have anything crazy. Don't have a shout out. Don't have nothing. No. That, um, uh, you know what? I'll I'll give a shout out to, and this is um, because yesterday at the end of the Healing Girls uh, Waverly Shaw Rock game, Lizzie versus what's her last name? I'm sorry, I apologize. The the girl that the freshman that sprained her ankle. Um. Yeah. Uh, 
living Furzel. Frizzell. Frizzell. Frazzle Dazzle. I'm gonna yeah. give her a shout out. Because you know what? What you think about it, you sprain an ankle with 1.7 seconds left in the state semifinals. And severely, she had to be carried off the court starter. And her chances of playing Saturday night, probably slim and none. Yeah. And that's tough. And she played yeah. a great game. Uh she she held down Healing's top score, did a great job, uh, you know, defensively. And so I'm gonna give her a shout out. Hopefully she recovers by uh tomorrow afternoon. But it's not gonna it's probably not gonna be real easy. So we're gonna give her a shout out today. Uh because she might not be playing in that game tomorrow night, but she's a major reason they're there. That's great. That's a good one. Good one uh again on the fly over there, TV. If, if, and up, again, uh, if I could just remember her name. Yeah, <laughs> we would have really had it. But uh uh Doug giving a shout out to all student bodies that wear team colors. Yeah, what is up with that? Why do they have a neon well, night state tournament, Tommy? I so so we had a thing we, <laughs> kind of a dilemma at Healing last week for some people is normally they on the state tournament shirts they'll put the team roster on the back. But that had been screwed up a few times in the last few years. And so they didn't do that this time around. And and if I looked up yesterday in the Healing section and there was only like 10 state tournament t shirts there. And then the student body is in like I mean, they're ready to go out and direct traffic or, you know, and fill potholes in and stuff. And I'm just like, and then the day, two days before we were dressed in our favorite NBA shirts. I'm like, whatever happened to dressing in your school colors? And I know you notice it too. It looks a little odd. It drives me nuts, man. You know me, and I'm a fun hater. So that really drives me nuts. Uh, I think that's a uh, that's a school barstool uh, account problem. The barstool account tweets out what to do, and then all the kids just follow them like sheep. They do. I mean, I and Tony, I don't know if you have any input on this, but honestly, the first school that I remember doing starting this, I feel like was Iowa City West. I feel like Iowa City West, I don't know, a long time ago, started showing up in the neons or something different, and. I don't know if that's given them too much credit for it, but uh, it is just snowballed from there. And everyone, that would, I mean, that would require Iowa City West kids to actually show up to games at the state tournament. That's true. I mean, twenty-five, maybe twenty-five of them came over in their neons, and it was like, oh, that's a thing. It became a thing. So, I actually talked to my daughter about it tonight because we were talking about the red, white, and blue with Johnston. Um, I'm like, that'd be really cool the way that they did all that if that was purple yellow and gold striped up there the way that they did that i mean heaven forbid we make it make sense but um i mean good coordination to be able to get those everyone in those sections and wearing the right color but let's go guys let's uh let's get back in these team colors let's get excited about it doug let's stick around until you get the trophy um and be able to have some fun and celebrate with the team well i kind of assume they had more students there it was like 50 students in the student section when they gave them the uh, trophy. I was like, come on, that can't be all of them. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, they had, it was pretty good. They had a pretty good student section. I'll give them credit for that. But yes, by the time that trophy came around, they, uh, they seemed to hit them with the deuces and we're already out of there. So um, hopefully you can stick around long. Again, going back to the fanfare, too much hoopla. Took too long to get to the all tournament team and get pictures of everybody. So got other things to do in this millennial world. So, Guys, a lot of fun. It was a blast. Looking forward to the next week. Oh, also need to shout out. We're going to have a little, um, we'll tweet about it, but Hoop Troop uh, get together Wednesday night at uh, Jethro's on 22nd Street. So we hope everybody can come out to the t-shirt potluck. Right, TB? You got to bring some t-shirts with you. You got to bring bring some fun and come have well, some drink with the troopers. Bring, bring a clean t-shirt. We don't, want the one, we don't want the one off your back. Preferably you new. Bring- uh a 3xl would be nice 2009 runner-up champion shirt maybe oh i'm gonna i'm gonna dig that one out st patrick's day champion i might wear that one need to get need to get some of those if you have some classics we'll bring bring some classics to share and we'll get you guys some to share but uh if you can make it out let's do it yeah go ahead i might have to wear my uh t-shirt that i got from joel rankin and tim lauk last year my jive turkey t-shirt there you go the, those two it. guys uh 
who are faithful listeners to the pod, uh, I might have to bring out the Jive Turkey t-shirt. Jive Turkey. Let's go. So Wednesday, Wednesday night, um, we'll hit you up or you hit us up. We'll, we'll tweet some stuff out. We'd love to see you guys come and hang out. We had good good turnout last year as coaches came and we we were drawing some plays up on napkins we were talking about the games that week we were just having a lot of fun it was kind of like the pod sitting around shooting the shit so we hope that uh you guys can make it and come meet and hang out with some of us so and we're gonna use we're using the the shooters touch company credit card until it runs out of credit (laughs) until until it runs out so you better be there in the first 10 or 15 minutes and then uh (laughs) then it's on you so but we're still gonna shoot because that's what we do as always shoot shoot